Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. What happened? Oh, now we on. Are we on now? I don't know. Are we on? Is this on? Okay. I'm going to have to edit all this shit. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. All right. So, um, we are going to talk about the Netflix original movie, Wine Country. Yes. This is a fun, fun, fun little <laughs> movie. It was a lot of fun. And uh, our guest of honor, Penny, ha- has not seen Wine Country. I enjoy wine, but I have not watched this movie yet. Have you been to Wine Country? I've not. It's on yeah. my bucket list. Yeah, I've never been either. Well, let's go together. Well, well, you could go together and re- recreate the movie. Done. <laughs> Wine country for me is 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 Chile. Uh, also, <laughs> I, that's another place I want to go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Napa Valley, you know. Is that like Wine Country Junior, Wine Country Light? <laughs> Wine Country High. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in terms of, uh, in re- regards to Chile. Wine Country USA, let's call uh, it. Uh, oh, because... Oh, because here's the thing, I don't enjoy California wines. Mm. Well, okay, so let me take that back. Right. There is one house in California that I, of whose wine, uh, wine I enjoy, and it's the Francis Ford Coppola yes. wines, right? Yes. And particularly Sophia. I like that one, but I find that there's far too much sulfur in taste in California wine. There is a lot of sulfur in California wine. You're right about that. And so I'll be doing that. But if I were to get shit faced, <laughs> you know, you know, like when you start drinking, right, and it's getting good. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say you are at a, a, at a cookout, you know, you've been drinking all day beers and boom, and then like, let's switch up to, I don't know, bourbon or whatever. And it comes to the point where like, yo. We're running out of stuff. <laughs> and if it's, it's a Sunday in North Carolina, there's no ABC open. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And you're screwed. like, what do we have, man? <laughs> Bring me whatever. It's in a box. <laughs> exactly. It's in the back of the closet. I am that guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, Wine Country is produced, directed in, I believe, or written. By Amy Poehler? Yes. And I'm going to go right out of the bat and say, it's a hell of a movie. It really is. You know. Um, it really is. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> and the cast is fantastic because um, I think Amy Poehler went out and put together, brought together all the women that she respects that have been in the history of SNL and worked with her at some point in SNL. And, um, you know, it made sense 
Yeah, the chemistry in the staff. The staff? (laughs) The staff, okay. The chemistry in the cast, I think, really worked very well. I think that they were all... You could tell that they were all friends in real life and that they all, you know, had worked together before and you could just, you know, feel how well they worked off of each other. I don't know how difficult it might be to both act or star in um, a movie and direct it. But I've always thought that is that's a hell of a fit because I don't know, like you have to be behind the camera and putting yourself in front of the camera. Who's directing you? Right. You know, I don't know how that works. I'm sure there's a technique for it or whatever, but I cannot help but feel admiration for whoever does that. The closest thing to that I know is that there was a time in the game of soccer where you could be a coach and and a player at the same time. And I could, you know, I always felt like, Yo, this guy is going to put himself in the game. <laughs> you know, when does he take one player out to go in himself? <laughs> and how does this player feel? Like, oh, man, <laughs> I was killing it out there. But, hey, now this nigga has to play. Because <laughs> he is the coach. <laughs> but, so, uh, fortunately, that does not happen with uh, with directing a movie and, and, and starring in it. But let's go through the cast. You have the list of the cast, don't I you, do. Jocelyn? I do. Well, you go ahead and tell us now. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. <laughs> um, there's Amy Poehler, Emily Spivey, Liz Kakowski, Paula Pell, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch, Anna, is it Gastair or Gastire? Gastire. Gastire. Maya Erskine, Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Cherry Jones, who I really enjoyed her little guest appearance. <laughs> Jade Larson, who plays a husband. Brene Brown as herself, and um, a few other folks. A few other folks. So whenever you we're talking about a movie, and we go to a part of the cast when you say a few other folks, it's almost as if when we're talking about Oscars and we say, you know, the people that are not important, like, you know. The best sound direction. Best sound direction. And shit. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> You've heard us say that. Our very first uh, podcast was, was about Oscar. Mm-hmm. We talked about, like, why are we even talking about this dude? Yeah, you made sounds. So what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it very much. It was not quite what I was expecting, um, I think I was expecting something a little raunchier, but mm-hmm. I was not disappointed by the fact that it wasn't raunchier. I just kind of went into it with the expectation that there was going to be sort of a raunchy level of the comedy. So the fact that it was sort of sweet at times yes. and really touching was a nice surprise. Like there was not a lot of cynicism in this movie. And I thought that was a nice change from a lot of the quote unquote buddy films that you see. I mean, this is kind of a, a buddy comedy. You know, these these women have all worked together before. Did you see Bridesmaids? I have not seen Bridesmaids. Okay, because I was going to ask, how did it compare? That I have seen. Okay. Yeah. and <laughs> How did it compare? Did you see it? That was one of my expectations. Yeah. I, I was expecting it to be, to go, to be going the route of Bridesmaids, right? Like, yeah, raunchy. Right. Uh, and in that respect, I felt it was a bit toothless, right? Um, but at the same time... It was one of those, like you said, a sweet movie um, 
that you you could watch again for some reason. Yeah. There's a certain feel good uh, dose to it. Yeah. Because um, that's why technically why I didn't watch the movie when I saw it come out because I thought it was going to be just like a remake of Bridesmaids and Bridesmaids was funny, yeah, hilarious. That's, that's, that's but I have to be in the right mood to it, watch. And that. here's the thing about this movie: this movie is funny. It's not. It's not like I'm jumping up and down, throwing myself on the floor, funny. Right. And I feel like the moments when it attempted to be serious, there was no resolution to it. And we're going to get into that a bit. Because I feel like there was, there were several moments in which they attempted to take it to a drama situation. And kind of back to back out of the room. Yes, it, it wasn't. It didn't come through. <laughs> it just didn't. It just didn't. Like, stay funny, ladies. It was like the the message here. Like, let, let, let's just go back to to being funny, because no matter what we do, this is not the, that kind of movie. And I'm, to a certain extent, I'm happy that that was uh, the case. But let's let's talk about then. We're not gonna go into the plot because we don't want people to. Not watch the the movie, but imagine I heard a an NPR interview with Amy Poehler, and she says that basically she was sort of recreating a trip that she had with a bunch of girlfriends to the to the wine country, and though the character that she plays in this movie, she wrote the, this character not necessarily. Anything like her, except for the CPAP machine. <laughs> you know, yeah, she she does use a CPAP machine, <laughs> and, and that I felt like that was a bit refreshing. Yeah, you know, uh, in in the way I say that, it's like not I'm not the least interested in seeing people doing the mundane things that we do every day that you don't show in movies. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, we tend to want to see everything perfect. We tend to see everything perfect in every character. And I felt like every character needs a flaw. And not the cliche flaw of like, ah, oh, this one is envious. And like Anna Gaster, Gaster's character was like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I feel left out. Mm-hmm. Was, was, there's always that friend, right? I feel left out. And you guys didn't invite me. But oh, it's not about me. And ta ta ta. But the, 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 the human flaw, the human everyday imperfection that we, we go through, we don't see them enough in movies. Like, yeah, I snore. And yes, I have a sleep apnea problem and I have to carry a a, a sleep apnea machine with me. So I thought that was a bit refreshing in that case. It was kind of cute too with it that she was like, well, I have to have this bedroom because it has a plug next to the bed for my CPAP machine. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very realistic. I know. I just, I I liked that because it was kind of a throwaway line, but it was like, yeah, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) And those... I felt like also it stayed away from a lot of cliches. Yeah, I do, I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, not entirely, but I think that it, it, it did. In It could have gone a completely cliched route 
a hundred percent, and it it mostly stayed away from cliches. We have to admit that it's very hard to stay away from cliches, even oh, yeah. as in, in real life. In real life, <laughs> I mean, true. yeah, because like when you when you're hanging out with friends. You sort of know exactly who's going to be the most dramatic, who's going to be the most uh, offended, who's the most offensive, and who's the drunk one, who is, you know. Also, I'm going, <laughs> check, check, check. <laughs> you know? We've been friends for a long time. We check all those boxes. Yeah, we are together. We may, we, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I felt like they, they went on, on that. Over that list, and but they executed each one perfectly. But the cliches that were that are far too obvious and far too maybe self-explanatory, they didn't want to explore, mm-hmm. right? And uh, for instance, I'm gonna the one for instance the. One girl in the movie that was the either bisexual or lesbian one, I wasn't expecting her to be that one. Do you know what I mean? And it's not because I have a an image in my head or whatever, but to a certain extent, all of them look like very wholesome family ladies until they let everything go and then <laughs> the personalities started coming out, right? Um, well, isn't that the way it always is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the idea here is that the the central plot of the movie is that the trip is about celebrating the 50th birthday of Rachel Drach character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it sort of develops from there. I, I, her character is a therapist. And I enjoyed the way she played the character because a lot of <laughs> she ticked a lot of the boxes for being a therapist. Yes, it, it, <laughs> she does. It was just really it, she was so believable as a therapist. I was like, oh, yeah, I would give her a twenty dollar copay. <laughs> <laughs> was she like the peacemaker yes, in the group? Yes. Like, yeah, everyone else has got drama, but yeah, the peacemaker and trying. And yeah. I like the way they played all the cliches of a therapist yes. because there was this phrase that she always started with, which was, may I offer some feedback? <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that a time or two. <laughs> you know, may I offer some feedback? And as soon as she says, may I offer some feedback? You knew what was coming. It was criticism, but in the way of, may I offer some feedback? And, what was the name of that old tarot reader lady? Um, Mrs. Was it Miss Sun- Sunrise? Sunshine? Sunrise or Sunshine? Yeah. She was weird, yo. <laughs> she was really good. That was Cherry Jones. And I, I can't remember what I've seen Cherry Jones in, but I recognized your face yes. as soon as I saw it. Yeah. And um, she's she plays a delightfully weird character who comes in to give them all tarot readings for fun. <laughs> and it just goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and you felt like even when she nailed it at some point, mm-hmm. she would, the very next thing she said would fuck it up. Yes. Like, you got it, but... Boom, and then she says, oh, no, that's not me. <laughs> uh, but she does a, does a bit of a prediction when she says, like, whenever any of you say something about, can I just say something? 
you know, like stay away from that word, right? From that phrase. And that came up a lot. You know, can I just say something? Can I just say something? And that was the way of saying, I'm going to criticize one of us that is not here with us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the wine interactions were good. Yes. <laughs> I liked it because you know when you are visiting one of those rum factories or, or distilleries and shit, there's always some nerd that wants to tell you, Every single thing about the bloody wine or bourbon. <laughs> like, dude, shut up. We're just here to just get shit-faced drunk. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and this dude was like, okay, gonna sniff now and tell me. What do you hear? Like, no, nah, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> Why? And the, uh, the whole, no, that's not right. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, peaches? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we put... Peaches. <laughs> and then the next one would say something more random and was like, yeah. oh, that's exactly right. You yeah. got it. <laughs> like, dude, really? Yeah. But the the funniest part for me here in the wine interaction thing was the organic. That was really good. <laughs> yes. Penny, you have to say this. Yeah. <laughs> they go to an organic vineyard and there is a very granola, crunchy granola lady yes. explaining the the benefits of organic wine and it's just it's very good. <laughs> there's there's a line invo- involving wine diamonds. Yes. Um, yeah. Which I won't get into what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like and but it's all very believable because I haven't been to wine country. But I have met Californians, and I have been to California, and uh, yeah. That- but that aside, I'm sure you've met people that are like these characters. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always somebody you know, whether it's – maybe it's beer, you know, that's that snob about beer. Or there's the person who, yeah, offers unsolicited feedback and advice. May I offer some or, feedback? Or is that organic? I only do organic. Yes. You know, yeah. it's, that's, I'm sure mm-hmm. you have people, that's why you can identify with And it. organic people sort of piss me off in a certain, most of the time, because they are going to ask you for organic whatever when it comes to eating. But then, you know, as soon as they get to the Caribbean, we don't make Car- uh, organic Caribbean rum. <laughs> no, no, we don't. They will... Come on. <laughs> Get well, out of here. They with don't because I think that's a business venture for us then. Oh, this is brilliant. We can yeah. make crunchy granolas. Organic so. Caribbean rum. Yeah. Organic. Like what would you heard it here, folks. Trademark. folks. What Trademark. The, what would that taste like? Uh, Wine like diamonds. Wine <laughs> <laughs> diamonds. That could be the name of our line. Wine <laughs> <One> diamonds. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I like that. Wine diamonds. Yeah. Uh, what would be the catch for the wine diamonds? Rum to get you shit-faced. Rum to get you shit-faced straight out of the Caribbean. Organic. Organic <laughs> shit, too. <laughs> Organically shit-faced. <laughs> you know you want to get shit-faced, but also stay organic. Wine diamond. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're giving away our business plan right now. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's not a good thing at all. 
folks, you didn't hear it here. So <laughs> forget about this one. Um, all right, so let's get into the the resolution of the movie because I feel like right towards the end, we almost got too not real but cliche. Yes, like, I agree. You know, uh, this epiphany of like, yo, my life is shit and I have to make changes and stuff. That doesn't happen in every vacation. <laughs> we go on vacation, we enjoy the freaking vacation, and we go back to a shitty life. It's That's when we have the epiphany, is when we get back to the shitty life and, and go, we'll be like, my life is shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to get the fuck out of here again. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't understand why movies are obsessed with, like, not every vacation makes you realize. And I think the majority of people that have made the wrongest decisions of their lives is because of shit like that that they see in movies. You know, I I was I, I worked in the hotel industry for 13 years of my life. And I remember people, you know, young people from Belgium, Holland, and, uh, France, and they, they go to the Caribbean for one week, you know, they surf every day, they eat fish every day, and blah, blah, blah. They go back home, they sell everything they have, and boom, hey, I moved here. But they forget that once you now live on the island, you ass have to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to get yourself a nine-to-five. Vacation's over. So you only <laughs> got to get to serve on your day off. But then again, on your day off, you have to think about laundry, cleaning your apartment, and whatever so it's never gonna be that way the life you have on a vacation is not real and so i felt like you know yeah you had a shitty husband but who doesn't you know what i mean we don't i I didn't know you were married (laughs) i didn't know you were married to a man graham right like what i'm saying is that i am a shitty husband (laughs) i know i know that for a fact yeah one of my favorite lines of President Obama was when he said, I'm not the smartest one in the room, and I have Michelle to tell me that every day. <laughs> you, know, you need a wife to tell you some things every day that you need to know. And, and I, I'm working on being like the greatest husband in the world, yes. But for now, I'm a serious husband. And I think we most, most of us are. But we, we have our good moments. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of got mad at the movie at, in that part. And also, the entire time I thought there was something terribly wrong with Maya about her issue. And it just turned out that she had a test and she didn't want to know the results. So Yeah, that was a little bit, to me, of over-dramatization. Right. But at the, at the same time, I kind of see it being from her view as being actually a big deal. So if we're, if we're only viewing it from her eyes, it isn't over. It is a dramatic thing. It is a, something that she's really concerned about. It is something that she's scared about. But I mm-hmm. also understand from a movie point that it was a little bit of a over overkill. I, I also think... It was kind of weird that Maya had 
this part in her storyline because it was strange. Her, it did kind of come out of the blue. It was like, what, what, wait, what? But like, I, I think in real life, Maya's mother died of breast cancer or something. Is That's that, true. Is that correct? Yeah. So I don't know what that does to an actor. Um, yeah, maybe to, it was her way of trying to to say, hey, ladies, get a test. Yeah. You know, maybe that was her way of 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 doing something for her mom. You know, if somebody watches this and it puts it in their head yeah. to get a test and they get some, get something caught beforehand, then I've saved one life. Yeah, but it did make me think, like, I wonder why she is the one that has this issue in the movie. Yeah. Right. Um, but Did what? they each have little issues that they were all, like, trying to overcome? Yes. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was dealing with something. They were all there with something that they were dealing with. Yes. And trying to forget it is what I'm assuming yes. was the... Yes. And I think, I think the, the major point here is that sometimes we think, we all think that we have a group of best friends. But we're hiding, we're, we're not being completely open with each mm-hmm. other. And um, we don't realize that our friends cannot be the help that we need from them. We need them to be. If we don't, if we're not telling them what's going on. If you don't tell your best friend, who else are you going to tell? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what what could possibly get into anybody's head to say, I'm going to go through this by myself. But I know that some shit in life you need someone to talk to. And sometimes if you are you have six best friends clearly there's one person you're closest to than in that group but i think the hesitation here is if i tell jocelyn and jocelyn is the one that i'm closest to then it is possible that the next thing i know right penny knows about it because jocelyn herself is closest to penny and you don't want your business out there like that. And I think that's what was going on with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, what's her name? Amy Poehler's character, biggest problem was she lost her job, right? Yet she's pretending that everything is fine. But you know that one thing that triggers her and how you know that she's stressed about things is when she become completely hogging everything and in, in taking action and organizing. When she's the organizer, it is because she's trying to forget something. When she becomes obsessed about, you know, being obsessive, compulsive about everything, every schedule, keeping everything tight, is because she's losing control on the other hand of something else, yep. right? So... So this could be a message for a group of friends to understand each other in the way that maybe you're not telling me, maybe you don't feel comfortable telling me, but I know you or I've known you long enough to know when something is wrong. And then we approach each other. And then I come to you and say, you don't need to tell me if you don't feel like telling me. I just want you to know that I feel this. I'm with you. I'm here. Whatever you need. And this is not something that can be done every day because sometimes you don't live close to your next best friend, right? Right. My best friend lives in the Dominican Republic. 
you guys are best friends. You know, we're all separated, right? Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes we have to remember there's a reason we are best friends. I think that's that's the overall message I could get out of this movie. And did it take them coming together in person to make those reconnections? Because that's oftentimes, you know, we have in the age of social media and we all have our phones in our hands. It's something like every 17 minutes we're checking our phones at some statistic. So that provide we think we're more connected right. now. But in reality, sometimes it takes coming together in person to reconnect. And so is that what... I definitely think so. Yeah. One of the messages and, yeah. that the movie conveyed. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think so too. Because a, a, a sort of a plot point with the movie is the, the house they're staying at, they, they can't get reception for their phones. So they can't use their phones. Exactly. So they're all forced uh -huh. to, to interact talk, with to, each interact other. Interact with each other. Yeah. So, yeah. And probably in a way that they haven't in, in years. years. In yeah. years. So, yeah. There, there's, there's also that message of, of, when you are with the people you love most, you need to disconnect. Yeah. You, you know. Um, there's a way that this movie tackles um, loneliness that I kind of loved. And I think it, it tells you that loneliness is not that bad, but there are moments that you need. You need friends. And if you notice, the loneliest person in that movie, and perhaps one of the funniest person in the movie, is the owner of the house, which is played by um, Tina Fey. She does those magical appearance, appearances in the movie. And every time she's on screen, you feel like she should be there more. She should, be long, she should have longer scenes. But I love the way that she is the embodiment of... Loneliness. Mm -hmm. We often talk about, and I know uh, I do that every day. Like there is not a day that goes by. And because I work with people and because I interact with people and I'm not necessarily the greatest people person, I come home and say every day, I fucking hate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Preach. <laughs> Me too. You yes. Know. Yes, we're having church up in here. <laughs> fucking hate people. I fucking hate people. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I like that line. That sounds Gregorian. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, we all need people. Mm -hmm. And we have to be real. The thing is that we have to recognize when we need people because that's when we fall. In a bottomless, bottomless pit, and um, we go deeper into that loneliness, and that shit back there is really dark. Yeah, you know. Um, so these 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 are little messages that I found in in a movie that wasn't that deep, that wasn't that serious. But again, I'm Graham, the overthinker, <laughs> <laughs> who saw. A, the movie Us and give a complete version of it that Jocelyn literally told me. I think I wish so different movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you think so? 
funniest moment for me in doing this podcast. That was one of the funniest things that ever happened to me because I, I went deep. You did go deep. In my show, what do you think? Just, man, I don't know. I didn't watch the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think we saw very different movies. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. But yeah. That's what I. That's what I saw. So <laughs> no, I I agree with you. This movie was. Um, I don't think it got very good reviews from critics, because I think they were expecting a raunch fest, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, kind of like Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make you roll around on the floor and laugh. But I think it's really important that it's about friendship because there is. Very little stuff out there that is about friendship. A lot of stuff about sex, a lot of stuff about power, a lot of stuff about business, a lot of stuff about money, but there's very little about actual human friendships. And friendships are way more important than almost anything else in life. And there's not enough of that on television. There's not enough of that in the movies so much of it is tied up in, and again, I'm not approved. Sex and all that other stuff is great. But friendship, there's just not enough of it on TV. And yeah. this, this is a movie that's just about friendship, and it's funny too. And there's some fun little takeaways, and there's some funny moments. And um, I wish that there was more stuff about about just being friends on TV. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, you just, you, you don't... You done done it for me right there, man. <laughs> Did I done do it? You done you done done it. So here's what we're going, here's what we're going to do. We're going to recommend that you watch this movie and go forget your preconceptions and you know think about this. The same way that we are against typecasting, stop type typecasting actors in your head. The fact that someone is a comedian, do do not always go expecting them to make you only laugh, mm-hmm. because they can do much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's very true. The fact that somebody's an action hero, don't go in there just expecting them to be blowing up shit. They can do more, much more than that, and I think we would be less disappointed. And. That goes for critics, too, because I know that a lot of critics base their criticism on that. Like, I was expecting this, and I got that. Well, that's, you know. That's your problem. That's your problem, right? (laughs) You know, I know that there is a moment where typecast could be important. Because, like I say, whoever decided to cast... Will Smith and, uh, as the genius. I'm going to go ahead and see. Have forgive you seen me. it yet? <laughs> I'm not going to see it. <laughs> but whoever cast <laughs> Will Smith as, 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 the, as the genie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So, and, oh my God. You, you know, I'm not saying that you have to typecast Will Smith. But you also have to know who you're casting for some shit, man. And Will Smith is not the genie. He's never going to be the genie. He was good on Ali and shit. He was good. I don't even think that he looked like Ali. But he was good on Ali. 
Bionic genie? He's not the genie. Robin the genie. Williams is the genie. Yes. 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 And even though we couldn't bring him back from the dead or some <laughs> shit, but I'm sure there's some dude out there that could have. I mean, come or, on. Or at least brought some energy to the part because. I mean, and I'm only basing it off of trailers, of course, but, mm-hmm. but the latest trailer that dropped with Will Smith singing the Prince Ali song. Yeah. I'm like, did he smoke so much weed before <laughs> he did this? Because <laughs> this is like, Prince Ali, Prince Ali, Babla. Uh, yeah. um, I, it's just really, I don't, I don't, a very low energy. And, you know, it's Robin Williams, who, was, of course, was hopped up on cocaine. Of but that's course. Yeah. Get somebody who's hopped up on cocaine. There's some energy. God, yes. Yeah. And I know we were veering off the movie and shit, yeah, but, sorry. like, sorry. It, you know, it, it needed to be said. That's all I'm saying. It needed to be said. Yep. I won't be going to... I love Aladdin. I used to play Jafar back in my hotel days. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I used to be the genie back in my hotel days. There are pictures out there. They should you have know. cast you. Uh? They should have cast you. Yeah, because now I, I, I have the belly, so I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> I could have worked out f- perfectly for me. I got the big ass belly and shit, so I would be perfect. But Disney, no. I am disappoint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no cool. But hey, um, watch Wine Country, laugh when you have to laugh. Go in it with, um, with no preconceptions. Yeah. And if you go, if you approach it this way, you're gonna like it. Yeah. That's and what I, I want to say. I will say, in, in honor of the movie, I drank half a bottle of wine while watching it, and ate a pizza for one. <laughs> And when you watch the movie, that'll make sense. So is a pizza a pizza for one? It actually wasn't a pizza for one. It was a pizza for like six, but I that's, think. That's exactly. Because like, that's really yes. sweet generous, isn't it? Like, I was thinking, yeah, if I say it's a pizza for one, it is a pizza for one. Yeah. But it could be a damn 22-inch pie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to see. <laughs> Good. So, um, Penny, I really, really enjoyed you having you in studio today. Can I just say something? Please. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have been fantastic. Um, and, you know, I had no doubt that there was many reasons why you are my co-host's bestie. But today, everything has been confirmed for me. And so, um, we have enough dirt on each other for mutually assured destruction. That's really at the core oh, of our friendship. Other than, I thought love you know, was the oh, core. yeah, that definitely. She's bloody Absolutely. wicked, isn't she? <laughs> Absolutely. No, she's my sister. You know, this is, this is it. Yeah. And you know what? Like, before I ever met you, before. I, even knew much about you. I, I, I realized that you were someone that you are someone that means a lot to her because she refers to your kids as her nieces. And they are. And, um, you know, that to me, the way you treat my kid is what is going to make me love you or not love you. That's actually, that's a line from a movie, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but that reminded me of 
the, the line is, when I see you love my kids the way I love my kids, yeah. that's everything. Yeah. And that's absolutely true in our yeah. case because yeah. you, you get to see someone else that feels the same way about your kids. It sort of validates in a way your own love for your children. Yes. And it's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I love her dogs. Like <laughs> my own dog. I hate my dog. <laughs> so that's terrible. I love your dogs though. And they are your children. That oh, is the God. most sincerest thing I've ever heard. She knows I hate my dog. <laughs> I know. Poor Opie. Poor Opie. He's round. <laughs> I, uh, we used to have a, a, a dog back in New York that hated the hell out of me. Uh, I've never been more challenged by a smaller dog than this little miniature pincher named Julius. Julius hated me so much. You know, I used to go at it like, Yo, yeah, I hate you too. And Christine would be like, leave him alone. He doesn't like you either. And I'm like, I know he doesn't like me. Yeah. But, but <laughs> this is a podcast where people feel free and um, sincere enough to say, I hate my dog. <laughs> so I like that. That can be the title of the episode. I hate my dog. <laughs> Wine country. I hate my dog. Also, drink wine diamonds. Wine diamonds. You have to find out. And our watch has ended. (laughs) Please don't go to Urban Dictionary to find out what wine diamonds is. (laughs) I've learned that the wrong way. Don't trust Urban Dictionary with anything. (laughs) The, the, The most innocent thing, if you try and search it on Urban Dictionary, you will be sorry. It's kind of like when you when you have like you know an ache in your knee and you go on WebMD and you find out you're dying of cancer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yes. It's, it's the dirty and, version of that. And if I may, my first and last experience with with uh, Urban Dictionary was um, someone and I were talking about something and they mentioned the term moose knuckle, and I don't want to know. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't want to know. So, moose knuckle was what turned me away forever from Urban Dictionary. Yeah? <laughs> what was yours? I, I, no, I just am trying to figure out how moose knuckle can come up and be innocent. And I, and I can't. <laughs> it's, um, when you go to the store, get me some moose knuckle. I'm making a s- soup. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, that, okay. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a thousand ways it can come up. It's just like it never leads to the right thing. I I just have never had moose knuckles come up in in like conversation. Oh really? No, I haven't. Dude, I, I've been missing out on this. Clearly, we haven't been talking to the same people. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't run in the same circles. Yeah, no. Nah. But yeah, me, moose knuckle did come up, and, and yeah, it was like. Okay, I don't want to sound foolish here, so I'm not going to ask what does that mean. Well, I'm going to go. It's something that I'm certainly going to find on Urban Dictionary. I was like, why? <laughs> just, just why? You know, just why? But anyway, it's been real, folks. It's been, it's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed 
this episode and we hope you enjoy it too. Um, please, when you listen to this podcast, if you are on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate us, give us a couple of stars, write a blurb about us. Tell, tell, tell people why you listen to us because they might want to listen to you and then start listening to us. Yes. Am I right, Jocelyn? That's right. And also... Remember to follow us. We are on the Facebook, Kicking and Streaming Podcast. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Kicking and Streaming Podcast. And Kicking and Streaming Podcast on the Twitter. <laughs> the bird. Right? Where where else are we? YouTube. YouTube. Um, we have uploaded some episodes on YouTube. And every Friday of every week. We are going to upload some older episodes on YouTube so you can catch up. If you just started to listen to Kicking and Streaming and you would like to know what we've talked about before, then YouTube is good for you. Just go on YouTube, Kicking and Streaming Podcast. You'll find us there too. And we have some things that we want to come up with. Yes. On YouTube. Yes. We're going to be good like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're all dancing, all singing. Yes. Or podcasting. Or podcasting. And are you ready for some pudding? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Penny, take us out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was the three-eyed raven. Uh, oh, yeah. She went blank. Anyway, folks, have a good one. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. That's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Kicking and Streaming with Graham and Jocelyn. Don't forget to tune in next week.